Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, Gail Miller. Gail, you're the CEO uh, of Consult Networks. And uh, what's what's the other one? Career Networks. Career Networks. <laughs> now, found on the web at Consult Networks with an X. So uh, N-E-T-W-O-R-X uh, and Career Networks, uh, same, same spelling. Uh, up in New Jersey, Gail, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Josh, for having me. I so appreciate it. You know, we were just kind of geeking out on our backgrounds. I, <laughs> I suspect that we listen to a lot of the same music. Yeah. You're in the goth scene. Uh, I was certainly into the music. I was uh, maybe a little bit more of a, a skate punk, even though I wasn't a very good um, skater. I loved the scene, loved the music, loved going to all the punk rock shows and stuff. But uh, tell me about, uh, you know, kind of the, the, you know, the culture, your background and that kind of some of the music that you were into. Okay, so um, I grew up in New Jersey, mm -hmm. went to college at NYU in New York City, lived there for many years. So I lived on campus and moved into an apartment. And that's when, like, the reason why I chose NYU is because I knew in high school um, that I just needed, I could be myself in New York. Yeah. And what that meant was expressing myself the way I wanted to. Um, it wasn't, a lot of people, think that when you look like a goth person, you're being rebellious. No, it's like no different than me putting on a pair of jeans. That's how it was. It was no message. It's just the way it was. And I hung out with people that were like that. So it was very eye opening because the way people treated me, they thought I was one thing, but yet I was another just based upon the way I looked. Mm -hmm. And it actually carries through like what I do right now in my career, which is unconscious bias and diversity. Some of that stemmed from those experiences that I had. So, um, yeah. So when I graduated college, I was supposed to go to law school, but I'm like, there's no way anyone mm -hmm. is going to hire me. And nor did I want to change. I'm like, screw this. <laughs> I don't know if I'm yeah. allowed to say that, but um, so I went into the music industry, which was my passion. I actually wanted to be a recording engineer, Went to school for that after it was like wow. a program. Yeah. So I worked for some of the top recording studios. And then my last uh, job was at Sony Music Studios. So I was part of the music scene, heavy metal, serious heavy metal every wow. night, every night out to a different club. I mean, I'd become like a staple. Who, who were some buses. of the artists that during that time that were part of that, that they were part of that group? So when I worked at Sony Music, Mariah Carey was the thing. Yeah, she was. I mean, I met yes. you know, Mariah, and yeah. then like all of the um, remember the MTV Unplugs? Yeah, yeah. For okay, sure. so they would have the MTV Unplugged recorded at Sony Music Studios. They had a soundstage, so mm -hmm. I would. It was like having a private concert for yourself. It was insane, mm -hmm. and the most memorable one was. It was amazing. Stone Temple Pilots just blew mm. me away. It was yeah. iconic. It was great. So, um, and I've dated a lot of people in the music industry too. So <laughs> between that and just, it's crazy. And when they say sex, drugs, rock and roll, it's all true. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> 
so tour buses, what I saw on tour buses was like, whoa, that's a whole nother level. I wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, craziness. It was, the, uh, it was a great, such a great era. You know, the it early was. 90s for rock was just such a, you know, where I think, you know, we look at like the late 80s. And, um, you know, the majority of rock was headed in a certain direction. And, you know, if you like Def Love for Bon Jovi, it's a great artist, but, you know, and some of it got a little, the cheese factor, yeah. I think, was really kind of kicking in. Whereas, you know, it's almost like, you know, when the Beatles, you know, connected with Bob Dylan and, and music gained a soul, I felt like, you know, the late 80s is where rock music you know, my opinion kind of lost its soul a little bit, lost its consciousness. And, you know, then, you know, you, you know, you, you've got all these different, you know, from, from all over, uh, you know, the, the country and in Europe, you know, kind of speaking about stuff that matters. And, and I think that that's really where music um, kind of really reclaimed its soul, um, you know, after I, you know, kind of losing its way a little bit, even there's some great music in the late eighties. Uh, but, but certainly, you know, when, when, you know, we started thinking about all the teen angsty stuff, I yeah. resonated far more with that than, you know, pour some sugar on me, baby. <laughs> yeah, me too. Like, I mean, I did appreciate that in the hair metal bands. I mean, yes. I still love, you know, Motley Crue. Like I, I want to go see them next year. They they canceled their tour. So I'm still right. into that. You know, I'm still into like the whole hair metal. But then, you know, uh, grunge came in. You know, that's kind of like anti-hair band. And that's what mm. I saw when I was working at Sony. It was slowly happening. Like Pearl Jam mm. was on the label. Um, wow. So, uh, yeah, it, it, was, it was a great time. And I feel like you can't replicate those times. It was just mm. an amazing time some of the best times of my life, but also maybe the most destructive times of my life, but mm-hmm. I'm here to, to talk about it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I think there is a, a, an appreciation for it now. I think people are longing for that. Hence a lot of these concerts that, um, you know, are happening. Well, that will hopefully happen soon. So yeah, I think there's definitely a resurgence, especially the people in our generation that really crave that because, kind of what the opposite of what's going on today in today's music. But there are, again, some great bands that have popped up, um, you know, I guess later. Like, I love Hailstorm. Um, she's awesome. Um, Lizzie Hale. Uh, Lincoln Park, I mean, came out after. I always loved Lincoln Park. Mm-hmm. I actually saw yeah. Chester Bennington live. It was, he was insane. But, um, yeah, so yeah, everything evolves. Yeah, what what I'm kind of picking up from this is this authenticity to self. And I wonder, you know, from your work now um, with career networks and consult networks, um, talk to me about, um, you know, kind of personal brand authenticity and why that's valuable. How do you like that for a segue? (laughs) Yeah, well, that's, well, no, it's a perfect segue because, you know, being authentic in the workplace in corporate America is very difficult because it's based on consensus groupthink. And after the music industry, I went into recruiting, which is pretty ironic because what are you doing? You're judging people. Um, but I went in thinking, oh, I'm going to change the world. You know, who cares what someone looks like? Who cares? You know, I'm, I'm going to, you know, hire someone that looks crazy that no one else wants to hire because I could see through that. 
I'm going to focus on what matters. And that's the skills, what they could bring to the table. And I soon found out that, you know, that's not corporate America is, is not created that way, you know? So um, I always said to myself, I have to be authentic to myself. Otherwise, you know, some people, it's interesting because for me personally, if I'm not authentic to who I am, if I'm not happy in what I'm doing, I get very anxious. A lot of people are the opposite. Yeah. They're scared mm. to make a move. They're scared. They want to be comfortable. I have to be comfortable with me. Yeah. They need to be comfortable just being, you know, I guess, trying to fit in instead of belonging. So um, unless that's being pure to yourself, that's your authentic self. That's fine. But I, I find that a lot of people don't. So um, especially in one's business. Um, I think it's really important to be authentic to yourself, um, especially if you're more of the brand, because people are buying you, especially in a service environment. Mm -hmm. So I don't I'm not big on chameleon being a chameleon. Um, And you have to be able to say to yourself, you know what? Not everyone wants to do business with me. And that's okay. Not everyone is going to resonate with me. There may be people that can't stand me. I can deal with that. I can, because there will be people, you will attract the people that resonate with, with your message, with who you are. And it's funny because you went to my website and that's how you found out that I was a goth chick. I put (laughs) it on my website. I'm like, I'm a former goth chick. So it's, you know, a lot of people are not willing to do that. And on my homepage, I have like a skull shirt on, you know, and I'm selling to corporate America. So uh, I think it's really important. I think it's important too if you are looking for a job to be authentic. Otherwise, the company is not going to accept you for who you are, and it's never going to last, and you're never going to be happy. So, yeah, yeah, truly. I mean, I can tell you just from a uh, kind of a media and authority standpoint. You know, when when I have someone, I'm like, what's going to make you stand out? Because if you're, you know, again, I think you were talking about like this chameleon. If you're just like blending in you're going to be awfully forgettable and you're not going to get called back. Whereas, you know, if you have a very strong point of view, if you're memorable, if you're branding, if you stay, oh my gosh, boy, we could never forget her or him, right? Um, and hopefully in a good way, right? But, right. but certainly being a character, um, it's like, think about, when you are, whether, um, let's say you're responding to an RFP as a business owner, or maybe you are working as a consultant and, and you know that they're shopping this around, or maybe you are applying for a job, you know, what's going to make you memorable? Because just answering the questions in the way that you think that they want to hear the answers, I don't know that that's going to give you the edge. Well, it's not going to give you the edge today. What is what is Gail going to give you the edge on on those matters? I think it's taking the extra step, right? So if we're talking about business, it's just being who you are, right? And standing out. And what can you offer that's different? And what is your messaging, right? If you're a candidate, most candidates, I hate to say this, but it's the truth. I got to speak my truth. They're lazy. They don't take Mm. the extra step. So it's the little things, you know, like what kind of thank you letter are you sending? Are you reaching out to the people on LinkedIn? Are you just shooting your resume? Where is that going to get you? So it could even be something as simple as red glasses. Like you wear red glasses, that's memorable. A crazy tie, like anything. Um, It's just, it, it could be something so slight that makes you stand out that you don't even realize it. 
Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. You know, and, um, you know, this principle is applicable no matter what you're looking for, what you're trying to accomplish, right? So, like in media, for example, um, um, the back, you know, I see a lot of people are like, well, just give me a list of, you know, I, I, you know, give me a list of 50 people. No, 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 a hundred. No, 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 no. 500 people. Give me a big list. Right. And I'm just going to blast and spam them all. Good luck with that strategy because that's what lazy people do and scared little entrepreneurs that don't want to, uh, you know, they don't want to invest in the relationship, maybe because they're afraid of rejection. But I'm telling you that it's far better to spend more time with 20 people than it is, you know, 500, you know, spam, you know, media contacts that you spam, you know, go ahead and invest into that relationship. I promise you, it will pay back, pay you back. And same thing, you know, like if you're hunting for a job or, you know, maybe, the shoes on the other foot, right? And so maybe we're now actively recruiting and we want, you know, we want people to come work with us. And so as an employer, what's going to cause you to stand right. out? You know, what is the character? What's the culture? And that, uh, you know, if, if, if it resonates, that will absolutely win you uh, great employees uh, in a way that other companies, you know, might even be paying more money, but they'll come and work with you because they love who you are and what you stand for. It's so true. I call it the pray and spray, <laughs> like just like just spread it out and pray that yeah. something will hit. Yeah. And it's it's about and I totally agree with you. It's it's not about the numbers, right? It's It's not a numbers game. In some certain things, maybe it is. But I think overall, when it comes to job and trying to gain new clients. It's about focusing on what matters. Again, it's going back to focusing on what matters and really honing in on those particular either clients or companies and really trying to stand out and relate and do your research and your due diligence. And sometimes all it takes is three sentences. And when you talk about that other person, right? So if you're, I'll give you an example. If you're a candidate and you know who the hiring manager is, mm -hmm. you reach out to them on LinkedIn and you do your due diligence. You look at their posts, yeah. you see their history, and then you see, I don't know, maybe they like, okay, I'm in New Jersey. So let's just say they like the Giants and they write about the Giants and they go to the team and they've got season tickets. First thing you write you know what? I saw your post on the Giants. I love the Giants. I go every weekend or whenever they have games. And I'm an Uber fan, just like you. Something as small as that to show affinity, because there is something called affinity bias that people like to hang out with people or feel comfortable that are just like them with the same interests. So use that. And it shows that you're doing research. It shows that you're going beyond and people love when you talk about them. I'll give you a, another example. I had someone come in for an interview with me and brought in a, a six pack of Diet Pepsi. On my old website, I would have my bio and I would put, oh, I'm addicted to Diet Pepsi. <laughs> they read that. And when they came in with that Diet Pepsi, I got to tell you, my whole view of them changed in about a second. I was yeah. in awe. I was in awe of it. Yeah. So these little things sound stupid, but it works, 
rather than just like being a faceless person with no personality, show your personality, show the affinity and you'll be, you'll be two steps at 10 steps ahead of everybody else. Yeah. Gail, tell me about the services that you provide specifically. If you work with, uh, you've worked with some big employers, right? Uh, Bayer, Ikea, PNC, Tiffany, uh, Toys R Us, Univision, Mm -hmm. um, you know, so obviously you've That's solved just, some big problems for folks. Yeah. So um, I started in staffing. Um, so my business started in 2009 in the biggest when the downturn started. I was VP of a staffing firm and they went out. So I decided, heck, I'm going to start my business. I had mm-hmm. no expectations. I'm like, why am I starting something now when no one's hiring? So I kind of went against the grain where they say you've got to focus on one thing. A focus on a niche. Well, I decided no. I'm just going to figure out who's hiring. I'm going to go into all different industries. Hence, my client list is very diverse, um, and that's what I did. And I wanted to. I did staffing in many different industries, consulting. I had consultants out, um, and then um, so that was 2009. The first year, I did seven figures. I couldn't. Mm-hmm. No business plan. Just grinding, just getting the work done. So it was very shocking to me that I did that. Um, Fast forward. So my business is growing. Everything is wonderful. And then of course the shoe drops 2013, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. So um, a year of treatment, chemo, surgery, radiation, and then I'm still going to work running a company, running myself ragged doing work with a chemo drip in my arm. It was not a good thing. So many lessons with that about scaling. What do you really want your management style? Can the business run without you? So after I would say two years, um, let's say 2015, 2016, that's when I started to shift my company away from them. Like, I can't, I don't want this anymore, but I thought I wanted. And then I focused on the thing that I really think corporate America really needs is diversity, inclusion, and unconscious bias. And when I did my TEDx talk on unconscious bias, that's kind of when things exploded um, because I kind of left the lid on what really goes on in recruiting and staffing. And um, yeah, and then I have an online course. So that's that's kind of it. And then I also do career and business coaching, coaching, and that's with Career Networks. Yeah. Excellent. So um, someone who wants to hire you, like what would be their pain point that they're feeling right now? Um, I would say from consult networks, I would say if you want to improve your diversity, uh, belonging, inclusion, um, unconscious bias or Mm. recruitment strategy or staffing strategy or corporate culture, I'm big on corporate culture. That's where you would hire me to help you um, either coaching or training Um, and that's the one aspect. And then the career networks is career coaching and business coaching. So if you're an entrepreneur, I focus mainly on smaller companies. Um, you want to start and you need business coaching. I can help you with that. And then also obviously career coaching, because I have so many years of experience and leverage that. So. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay. So again, that's at consultnetworks.com and that's networks with an X at the end. Um, and so Gail, for, um, someone like, where should they go? What should they do? What's what's the next step with you? 
as far as reaching out to me? Yes, yes. We're, oh, we're, okay. We're to watch. You've got a TEDx talk you they could watch. Yeah, they can go online. Um, and then they can go to my website, Consult Networks with an X. And I was actually inspired. Always try to find inspiration for your company. Uh-huh. The X I stole from, and it's still inspiration from Spanx. Um, oh, gosh, what's her name? Um, oh, Sarah Blakely. Yes. And I actually reached out to her and I said, thank you so much. I got inspired by you. And that's, I went from CK to X because of your company. So um, always look for inspiration in different industries. It doesn't have to be the same. So my websites and then LinkedIn, I'm, I'm really active on LinkedIn. So LinkedIn, Twitter, um, Instagram, so, so, but if you really (laughs) want to engage with me, I think that LinkedIn is the best place. All right, Gail Miller, thank you so much. Again, Career Networks and uh, ConsultNetworks.com. Thank you so much for joining us, Gail. Oh, thank you, Josh. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're gonna promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement.